Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. Much you can pay. And his partner, Fela Tapender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft, my name is Rob Florence and I am joined as ever by the main man, the beautiful main man, no the main man because Gredo's away, I would say you're the co-main, the co-main man. I'll take that. Producer John, how you doing brother? I'm alright, I'm kind of like the crush to you and Gredo's axe and smash. Exactly. Yeah, he was kind of, it's weird one wasn't it, Crush? Although Crush was the one that went solo. Aye, it got kind of got a push, didn't he? But Crush just came out of nowhere. I remember as a wee guy, like Dem Ocean were one of my favourite tag teams, just like the look, like what they'd done. And then Crush just came out of nowhere at one point, just like this a new member of the Demolition. I know. It was mine, though. Anyway, there you go. Uh, Grado is obviously still away on his honeymoon festivities. Uh, he might be back next week, I believe, John. Uh, hopefully. Do you see some of that? I mean, I. Grado loves a wee Instagram story and he loves being on Instagram. Did you see him getting his dinner on the beach on his Instagram? I, I did, aye. I did. All right, eh? Looked good, looked very nice. Um, he looks as if he was having a great time. Haven't he held for him since he, um, he went for a trip in that submarine running off? But, um, <laughs> but I'm sure he's having a great time. John, um, so what's been happening with you? Like, what's you've been up in the mornings, you've been doing your so what time are you getting up in the morning these days, brother? Quarter past four, but I'm all I'm 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 moving. I've got big. Uh, I've been promoted at work. Oh my God, John has been promoted at work. Congratulations, mate! That's what uh, what's happening to you now? I am moving away from the breakfast show. I will be ex- what they call an exec producer. Uh, I'll be exec producing um, the breakfast show and exec producing Super Scoreboard as well. I'm my title is now officially the deputy director of content for Clyde One. I believe that's my title. Oh my God, that sounds brilliant. And and that sounds like the type of guy that could give me a job on Clyde One as well, does it Listen, know? let's make it happen. Um, the late night wrestling phone-in on Clyde One is sure to be a ratings winner. Well, I mean, let's let's make... This is it, John. This is it now. You're, you're making this ascent. My dream has always been all my life to have a late night radio show one night a week, taking callers. Taking callers for across Glasgow, or greater Glasgow area. It's always been my dream. You know what I mean? So let's make it happen. You talk to your... But who's, who do you report to? I, I report to my, my gaffers. I've got two kind of line managers, so I report into them. But I'm sure I can make this happen. Come on, they can give me They can give me a Friday night, Saturday night, Sorry, a Sunday no, night no, slot. A Sunday no. night slot would... No, no, a Sunday night slot. Right. Well, my wife just walked into a room and she's trying to play Sinead's. Just spit out, what do you want to do? Your bank card, is that what you want? Your bank card, right? Okay. Then. No, John is now fishing his wife's yeah. bank card out his pocket. That's the sign of a man that's just been promoted there, cutting about with his wife's bank card in his pocket. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, here, never mind me. What about you? You've been wrestling, from what I hear. 
I had the best time at the community pro wrestling show in Helensburg. Let me tell you something. It was my uh, my young my young uh, five almost six year old daughter. Uh, it was her first wrestling show that she's oh, ever been to, wow. and she was losing her mind. She was loving it. She absolutely loved it. She was losing her head. Um, it was a great show. It was great fun uh, in the Victoria Halls here in Helensburg. And let me tell you something. My oldest daughter, Hope, who's sixteen, right? Yep. She had she had was aware of Ravy Davy from TikTok. Yeah. Right. So her and some of her pals had known that Ravy Davy was and and she'd messaged her pals and she was kind of like, "I'm going to this wrestling show with my dad and that that guy from TikTok, Ravy Davy, is is involved in it, right? So she didn't really. She knew that Ravy Davy was involved in the wrestling, right? But she didn't really know how good Ravy Davy was, right? Oh, he's good. He's very and let me tell you something, right? That main event was an absolute banger. And Ravy Davy was, you know, moonsaulting the lot, man. You know, he was he was doing the business. And it was a, you know, and the, he was tearing the roof off. The, the, that main event tore the roof off. And it's a beautiful thing that community pro wrestling thing, because there you've got a promotion, right? That's going to these you know, places that you wouldn't ordinarily see a wrestling show. Yeah. And they're turning up at these places and the Waynes are there with their inflatable hammers hitting the baddies and all that, right? And it's got a wild feel about it. And the Waynes are having an unforgettable experience at these shows. You know what I mean? An unforgettable experience. But, you know, saw so many um, so many great people on the show. Uh, uh, it was a, a great pleasure to, to see um, all this kind of new talent that's all coming up as well, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, oh, just so many great people, you know what I mean? There was um, the first match was a uh, Ronan King versus the Wanderer, and that was a Ronan King's the boy. It's great. He's been he called out. Grado Grado wrestled him up in WrestleZone, did he not? Yeah, well, that boy's gone places. Let me tell you, he um, he looks he was... the part. By the way, I've seen some of his promos online. He looks the part, man. He's been calling out this podcast and stuff, and he, he looks like he's. Definitely. Big boy, I think he's only about 19 or something, but wow. you know, he's he's doing the thing. But he went up against the Wanderer, and the Wanderer got the win actually. And the Wanderer was like, he was great, man. Really enjoyed his work as well, and a very, very sweet guy. I like his gimmick a lot. Like a busker, it, is that a busker type kind of Elias kind of gimmick? You know, he's a Wanderer. Hey, a wanderer. Is that what he comes down to? He's roaming around. around. Oh, did yeah. he come down aye. to that? Aye, he wanders in. He, here's the thing, right? He wanders in to the ring, and then he gets a win. And he wanders right back cut again. Do you know what I mean? I so like I think he's worked. I think he's worked with Grado as well before. You know what I mean? Um, but it was a it was a, a great pleasure to see him. But all, all through the kid, there was all. I mean, I could list them all. And what, what I'm going to do actually is I'm going to go through. Um, I would like to get some of these these wrestlers that were on that show on here for a wee interview over the weeks and months ahead. Definitely. Um, because there was there was so many uh, so many good people. Um, too many to name, but in the main event was a total banger. And me myself, you know, my contribution was was a was slight. I would say, you know, what I mean, I just did a, I just did a wee bit, of, a wee bit of business. And there was a wee bit, there was just there was a wee bit of trouble during one of the matches. You know what I mean? Where uh, the Sam Barber experience, SBX, you know, who's a formidable, formidable guy. You know what I mean? Gone places. You know, trying to get me to come in the ring when I'm at a show with my Wayne's and all that. You know, what I mean, I had to do something, and he, you know, he 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 went up. Uh, there's a a Helmsburg boy, Ross Drummond, who was 
local to Helensburg, you know what I mean? And and he was he was in the ring doing his ring announcer and you know, SBX was, you know, trying to put hands on him. So I had to I had to get involved, John, you know what I mean? Oh, I, had to get involved. I don't I'm not proud of it. Um but anyway, great night and, and fair play to Ravy Davy for, for for pulling that one off because you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world to come to a hall and a tune and entertain a crowd, but by God, he did it. What was the reaction? What was your reaction to your Waynes when you got in the ring? Though that must have been that. I mean, because they've not been the mind. We'll talk about it in a minute. The Kelvin Roll. They've never seen their dad in a wrestling ring, presumably. No. So what? What? What was the reaction when you stepped up? Hope seen me in the ring before. Oh, was she? Was she old enough to go to Kelvin Brawl? Was she? She was like five, six at the time, right? So yeah. she was. She knew about all that stuff, right? So she was. She smartened up, right? Yeah, a long time. But um, but the weekend didn't know. You know what I mean? Didn't know what was happening. So she was just absolutely astonished. She was stunned. <laughs> um, but then later in the match, you know, what I mean, Ravy Davy was, you know, hodding heels by the arms, not and letting Waverly have a slap at them and all that. You know what I mean? It was <laughs> fucking great, man. It was great. So she was completely. As are completely wrestling daft now. Wrestling daft, as is the name of the podcast. Uh, so it was a real, it was a real treat. And I, ten years, ten years yesterday, as we record this, Kelvin Brawl. Can you believe it was ten years ago? I know. I, you know, I that's actually the first time. And I don't know if you'll remember it, Rab, but it's the first time I actually met you. Um, we did we, we the you know it was a big thing for Glasgow. The, the last show in the Kelvin Hall. We've seen such legendary things happen there. Kem, you can you can talk about. You know, Jim Watt. The, yeah, the whole, you know, all that happened at the Kelvin Hall, right? And um, I, you came in then with Greg and we did a wee angle on the on Clyde One Breakfast at the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would love, I mean, I don't think now is the time and the place, but I would love to get Greg on and I'd love to get some of the people involved on the podcast, have a breakdown for, because that was an amazing show. And you, I mean, you must look back at you and Greg must look at, back at it and just be so proud of, of what you guys done on the night. Very proud, very proud. Um, it was an amazing night, and my my ex uh, Joanne, at the time, she was a huge part of staging it as well. Like she was, you know, across the production on. It looked a little dynamite, man. The, the lighting crew that she got in and stuff, she did. So it was like it was the three of us really, you know, um, putting it together. And I very, but I mean, it's it's all about the wrestlers. It was all about when you look at it now. You know, there's so many of them that were involved in that that are in the WWE and all that, and other ones that have became household names on on you know British telly, and it's just crazy. You know, I know. a I real know. moment in time. You know, ten years ago though, it's like well, we all live very different lives now, mate. I know. You we know? should. Do you know what we should? Maybe it's a live show. Maybe that's where we 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 do this live, and we we get if part of the next live show. We get Greg along, and we have a a breakdown of it and a chat about it. Yeah, that would be nice because we've never me and Greg have never really had a chat about it. You know, what I mean, it's like we. Um, you know, be reminiscing, McKenna. How did the idea? I mean, how did the, I mean? Obviously, you were writing at the time for like chewing the fat. I'm guessing at the time, were you? No, it was years. Oh, that, that was, was years it, after it, that. It I mean, chewing the fat is about twenty year old. So, how did you and Greg end up just going fancy putting on a wrestling show? It's always been a question. I mean, Greg were just you know hanging about a lot and and you know just pals and going out for drinks and stuff. Like that. And we just both loved the wrestling. We, we were both kind of aware. Of, what was happening on the scene? We were aware that the, there was a lot of interesting stuff happening, a lot, of, a lot of really talented people in the scene. And um, one day we were just in, we were in Oran Moore having a drink, and we kind of went, "Well, we just asked them if we can hire the hall in here, and we'll just put on a show." It was honestly as simple as that, because the objective was always let's try and get Mary a kind of 
mainstream eyes on you know what I mean like telly people scene, and yeah. people you know what I mean just mainstream people yeah. notice get them to notice what and and it worked because you know but, no I mean I don't know effect to ICW I mean I think when you look at it and I'm sure Dallas I'm sure all the guys that involved Jester you know all these guys saw the knock-on effect that it had this kind of rippling effect out to ICW and then that was suddenly getting documented. I mean ICW were gone right yeah they were, I mean, they were, they were going yeah um, and they were they were going well, and they were rising up, and they you they were one of the ones we looked at and went, look at what's happening. This is like exciting stuff that's happening. I don't know if I'm getting my timeline right here, but they were kind of doing Monday Night Brawl as an online show, you know, which they kind of shot themselves. Was that, was that, like that was in the that was in the kind of nightclub or the, the wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the kind yeah. of start of them doing their kind of like film stuff. Um, and anyway, you know, and we just kind of thought we need to get people noticing that these these people are out there doing this stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and then it was it was like I remember Orin War. You had like telly people in, telly production people in watching it. You know what I mean? And then you heard that you know the documentary was happening and all that. So it did. I think it, did, it certainly didn't hurt getting all that stuff moving along. Yeah. Um, which was the whole objective of the whole thing was just to. You know, just to try and get people out watching the independent shows. You know what I mean? Which I think, uh, I think it. You know, I think it certainly worked. You know, but it's no like it's one of the things as well. It's no like, oh, we we did, I mean, like it was there. The scene was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like we and the scene was there. It was just we were just kind of going, oh, look at this, everybody. Look at this. You know what I mean? Um. You know, Kenny's on grab. What about number two? Eh? Number two? Kelvin Brawl 2, or would you, you do something? Would you consider doing something again? The, I mean, the problem is we're just, it feels like we're just too old now, and it feels like the scene doesn't really, I don't think the scene really needs it now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's, you know, the scene doesn't need it. The scene can tell its own story and do its own thing now. I don't think it really needs us to be doing it. It would be interesting to revisit it in some sense, I think. Even you know it, I, mean? I mean, I think it, I think it would be brought, I think you would definitely pull it out. And again, it's, you know, the pull that you and Greg have got, you know, the, there is, again, and I'd like you go back to going in Helens, but there is such, again, there's just seems to be a lot of young talent really starting to, to flow into, and look at the promotions. You've got Davies promotion, WrestleZone, Disco and Edinburgh, ICW still going well. It just seems to there seems to be a nice surge of Scottish talent just starting to filter through again. And maybe well, this is the thing you you look at these young boys like the Wanderer and like Ronan King and all that, right? And you kind of think to yourself, you know, if you were going to do something like that again, you know, you 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 could have a you know Team Florence, Team Hemphill type situation again with a you know with, you with, use with managers, you with a young team, manager, you know what yeah. I mean? But I don't know. I don't know, but it's anyway. It was great, and ten years ago, though, man, wow, it's been wow. a fast ten years. Let me tell yeah. you, yeah, been a fast ten year, and obviously, we should say as well that, um, or in war, which we did before Kelvin Brawl, um, part of the reason why or in war was such a successful show was because of the Noam Dar and Lionheart match that was People on that, which was just one of the match, and yeah, it was just an astonishing. Can't... It's not you can't see it anywhere, can you? It wasn't no. This was the match as well that you know, and, and and a lot of people say to me, You should have filmed that, you should have filmed that. Swear to God, John. I I was right. I, I was the one that was kind of like, let's not film this. And I, I stone by it. I stone by it. Mm. Because people talk about this match, you know what I mean? Like 
you had to be in the room to see that match. It's like it's became folklore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I do believe it was it was the quality of a match like that that really made you know the producers and execs that were in the room and all that kind of stone up and take notice. Like, oh my god, this is you know what I mean. And all the wrestling fans that were there in attendance all remember that Noam Dar and Lionheart match. You know what I mean? So you know, in Lionheart, that's four years now. Yeah. Um, since Lionheart left us, and you know, it's he he was a big part in that. You know, what I mean, he was he was again. He was another one of the ones that went at the time. You know, he was one of the people you looked at and went, "We can do shows like this because he's there." He carried an era, um, he carried an era gravitas and importance about him, and and you know, a guy that could t- take the pressure or something like that in his shoulders. You know what I mean? And so he was a key part of that as well. Um, yeah. So we need to always and the story or more Warren Kelvin Brawl. Lionheart is a, a a key part of that, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, anyway, so Graham get in touch. He says, "Hi guys, regarding wrestlers being name checked in songs, Ric Flair is regularly mentioned in rap and hip hop tracks. I know." He says, "The most notable one being Ric Flair dripped by Twenty One Savage. I know." The man himself features heavily in the music video and even delivers a version of his kiss-stealing promo midway through the song. You want to remind us of this, John? We can play a bit of this. Why the hell not? Hey, listen, for all my kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, driven son of a guns. Trying to fuck you with your best. Funny because Ric Flair in this video, he looks better now than he looked in that video five years ago. That's true. That is true. Uh, you know, he's better. A Flair promo also features at the very start of About That Life by Meek Mill. Do you know this? I don't know this. Let's check this out. When last year I spent more money on spilt liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made, you're talking to the Rolex. Wearing diamond ring, wearing kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, just flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators up. There you go. A lot of love for the nature boy in the hip hop scene, says Graham, and it's true. And why? Because he, he loves a gimmick, doesn't he? That's it. He loves a gimmick. He's a hard-loving boy. Bronze Cello got in touch. He says, the Jimmy Snooker reference is in five. Everybody it. get up. I said it was Will Smith, and I knew it. It was like Jimmy Fly Snooker. Still cool. I'm the fifth element. Yeah, it was Jimmy Fly Snooker as reference, and everybody get up by five. I'll be the resident president. I'm the fifth element, Jimmy Fly. I'll be the resident president. I'm the fifth element, Jimmy Fly Snooker. But then, it says Stone Cold Ham, but... Bronze Chell says it thinks it should be Stone Cold's Town in the five songs. So Can we get it on? Can we get it on? Well, do you want it? Yeah, let's get it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So this is everybody. Get, let's settle this now. Everybody get up by five. And we'll find out if it's Stone Cold Ham or Stone Cold <laughs> Town. It's not, I mean, it's not going to be Stone Cold Ham. No, I don't think so. Uh, but that's what Wikipedia says. Stone Cold uh, Town. It's going to uh, be Town. I'm, I love five, by the way. I think Are you joking? I love five. What's wrong with five, like? Do I you mean, genuinely? 
I love five. I think they're great. Make some brilliant pop tunes. Here we go. President, I'm the fifth element. Jimmy Flash took a stone cold ham in the better get together, put your hands in the sky. Stone Cold Town, there we go. Probably Stone Cold Town, isn't it? Yeah, it is Stone it is Stone Cold Town. And five, very underrated boy band. If you want to get people up on the dance floor, I've got the five mega mix. Anytime I'm DJing, stick it on. Every loves it. Jesus. A five. He's peace, John. Right. Brutus Beefcake says, fans send me stuff to sign all the time, but I'm responding to this one. Dear David, this is not me. LOL. And that's him being sent. Uh, he's been sent some cards. Uh, the Butcher, I believe. For yeah. AEW, um, <laughs> To sign somebody on the bam up there to old Brutus Beefcake. Pablo says, pretty cool. A picture of Rab's niece and her tag partner are in the official WWE NXT happy birthday tweet they sent out for HBK. Hoping they win at Money in the Bank. Hey, yo, that was WDNXT. Put out a picture of Shawn Michaels, and it was way. It's not near my niece. That's a, mate, that must blow your mind. That, I mean, seeing that must blow your mind. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. Hey, I'm really regretting, John, that I'm not going to Money in the Bank. And uh, Well, of course. Of course. Can you not? Can you not? Can Courtney not sort you out with some. Tickets and maybe jump on so. the wee train down and go and check out so. the show. Jump on the wee train? No, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to be able to get done for it, which is a uh, you know, and it's not. I mean, it just the show looks good on the whole, doesn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like a great show. But, See no, Dom Dom and Cody, you know. Come on. I I know I'll be absolutely cracking. I mean, that, we'll talk about we get the buddy put overs, but I need to talk about Ellie Knight when it comes to that as well. Neon Runner has asked, do you remember the two thousand and one invasion angle between WWE, WCW, and ECW? And do you think it could happen nowadays with WWE and AEW? Do I think it could happen nowadays? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Tony's got about as much money as Vince has, probably. And if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Or email us, why not, at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Woo! Now listen, everybody, I'm going to give you a shout-out here for the Patreon. See if you're listening to a show, right? You're driving in your motor or whatever, and you've been listening to a show for years now. For years we've been doing this. It's Episode time to 165 today. 165 years old, and I feel it as well. It's time to sign up to the Patreon, get yourselves on there, uh, get on our Discord, chat away to us when we do the live stuff, you'll get the first invites, there is some advantages to it, I promise you, but the main advantage is, you're helping this show to survive, so get on there, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, you can watch the video version of the show to see our beautiful faces as we're doing this, to see us rolling our eyes at each other, and to see us shooting up and on it, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Now, every week we like to separate the Galladay page boys from the Galladay kings. What does this mean, John? Well, you, you know, Galladays, you get like page boys and you get kings and queens and fairies. Yeah, and... I've got any you idea what a... you really mean here. Have you ever been to a Galladay? Have I ever been to a Galladay? No, there's a question. John, I don't think I've ever been to a Galladay. What is a Galladay? I, well, we were talking about it. We, we do a thing in the radio where we basically send like a, a, like a Kiwi boy who's 
you know, not of this this world. We sent them to mad Scottish stuff. So we sent them to a pantomime and we sent them to a Burns night and we then sent them to a gallery just to review, just to get his thoughts on what's, you know, part of Scot something that's part of Scottish culture. Right. Like, now, it, it just happens in lots of wee towns across Scotland where, you know, what will happen is people, there'll be a committee. See, by and, lots of wee towns, do you mean Falkirk, John? No, no, listen, there's one in Steps this weekend, the Art Call Gallery was on at the weekend there. Come look. It's all that. I mean, I've heard of like a fair or a market, like, or a, you know, like, you know, something like that, like a summer fete or like a. But what was this Page Boys pattern in Kings so and Queens? Get, like, so this is a fucking weird thing, a gallery, and I don't know where it's come from, but, you know, there'll be a certain day of the year and they'll put like some shows on, like, you know, dodgems and all that, and everyone basically just goes to it and gets pissed. But then somewhere along the line, there's a committee, a gallery committee, and they grant people from local schools certain positions of the gallery. And there's floats and there's a parade and all that sort of stuff. And some will be the gallery kings and some will be the gallery queens and page boys and fairies and all sorts of stuff will happen at the gallery. And all these wee wains get dressed up as the king and the queen and the page boy and the fairy. And it's a bit fucking mental when you look have you, back at it. Have you ever been it. the gallery king, John? I've never been involved. Like, there wasn't... Uh, there wasn't a, there's a Grangemouth gallery, and then there's but there wasn't a Karen where I came from in Falkirk. There wasn't a Karen gallery. I bet I bet you Grado knows what a gallery is. It oh fucking Grado! Grado would love this chat. Grado would be. I, I would imagine Gal, Grado's been involved in a gallery in oh, some I shape or form. Bet you. Bet you Grado's been a page boy at a gallery. Do you know what? A voice note. I'm just saying. Hopefully by the end of the show. He might get, uh, he's in, I don't know what the, the, the time difference is between the Maldives and here. In fact, he might be on his way back now. Here, mate, what you want to bury and what you want to put over this week for the world of wrestling? Right. You I said want... you were wanting to put something there. L.A. Knight. Let's just talk you about You want L. to put over Mr. L.A. Knight. That, um, just, he is so over at the moment. He absolutely, you had the pop he got when he came out um, on Raw the other night there and they were doing the kind of money in the bank you know, shtick in the middle of the ring and he came out and Logan Paul was there and uh, Ricochet was in the ring with, uh, who else was in the ring at the time? Anyway, the, he just, he came out and the cheer he got, you know, the whole year, he ran down, he, he delivers a promo, he, it's just The Rock, isn't he? He just delivers it like The Rock and like even just pointing to the crowd and just going, L.A. Night and just getting the whole crowd to do it and he's so... I mean, he's got to win Money in the Bank. I know Logan Paul's back. I know it might be nice and shiny to have him run a bit with the Money in the Bank briefcase in terms of, you know, marketing the product. But he is just an absolute star, and he's just naturally got over with his gimmick. You know, I'm going to disagree with you, John. Really, Logan Paul should win Money in the Bank. I believe I, I don't think Ellie Knight needs to win money in the bank. I think what we're watching with Ellie Knight is an old school organic rise to the top. In fact, I would argue that a, a wrestler like Ellie Knight, who is modelled in that kind of the rock stone cold type mould, shouldn't he have money in the bank? He shouldn't he be a guy that has an opportunistic cash in. Mm. He should be a guy that talks and fights his way into the top spot and gets the shot. Well, the fans behind them, you know. What I mean, I think that's that's the thing. I don't want to see him with money in the bank. I, I would. It makes me a sense. I think for Logan Paul to be carrying it about, it really does. I, I you know, mean, it's happening already. Look, see, this is the weird thing. It's like you get the fans going, you know, push early night, give him money in the bank, give him. You don't need to. It's see, the process is already happening. 
Processing the so. better responses that oh, that is already happening. See when you put it that way, because I mean, you want money in the bank to be you put it on someone to give them a push, don't you? You know, you Aye. you're looking to put it on. Maybe you put it on. I, I don't know if you're going to put it on Butch, you Ricochet, but I'll be Logan Paul. You're right. I'll put it on Logan Paul just because the marketing aspect of it. Because he's like you say. I mean, LA Knight's over organically, and he'll continue that, and he'll probably get a wee IC or US title, you know, shot, and then build for there. See, if you put it on, um, if you put it on Logan Paul, you can have this beautiful thing of Cody beating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year, and then Logan Paul cashing in at the end, and to give everybody a fright, to give everybody a fright <laughs> for two minutes. And then have Cody beat him as well, you know what I mean? And in the meantime, you can have Logan Paul running about, turning up on his podcasts with that, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. That. Why would you not have that? Why would you not have Logan Paul carrying that about? I think that sure. would make total sense. And, you know, early night, see, to be honest with you, I've been loving him since he was doing NWA Power. He was an absolute yes. standout in NWA Power. I think that was where he really came into his own, was on NWA Power, because he, he get an opportunity to do long promos and really work on his promo stuff. And he doesn't fucking need any help. That's basically what I'm saying. He doesn't need any help. Right. I He's guess. Fine. So, yeah. Right. So, um, let's see. Oh, is there anything I want to put on? Let me think. Am I want to put anything on? I just want to put on all the kind of... Well, I want to put on AEW Fight Forever, uh, the computer game that's coming out. Because is, it, is it good? I, I, I don't know yet, but it's looking good. And I want to put on... The way they've been promoting it, I think they've been promoting it in the right way. I think the game looks a lot of fun. There's a lot of complaints about its graphics, about how it doesn't look as good as the, you know, far more expensive WWE game. But the WWE games haven't been great games for a long time. This AEW game looks like it could be a great game. So let's wait and see. But I might put that over. I like the way they've been promoting it. And I also want to put over just all the whole drama with AEW, CM Punk. No, it's been very entertaining. All the collision stuff, not very entertaining. Seeing all the dirt sheets getting involved, no, right. come on, no. we love all that crap. What did you make of his promo and re- his return? I liked it. Listen, I like I like all of it. I I like it all. You know yeah. what I mean? I like seeing Miro back as well. Oh, um. Anyway, Mark wants to put over the amount of crossover between NXT and the main roster. He's enjoying it. And once they bury the female titles still being called women's titles, the male ones only called men's. The TBS championship is cool, and we know it's only for women. Marty wants to put her the bloodline civil war match at Money in the Bank. It's going to be immense, he says. And once they bury the TNT title in AEW, it's basically like your 24-7 title. It changes hands that often. Kev is putting over Roman Reigns' selling of the stereo super kick for the Usos. Great selling for Roman there. And wants to put over Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness as a commentary team on Collision. Paul's putting her punk and the setup to the Usos versus Roman and Solo. Good stuff. Uh, what, uh, listen, the Usos, I mean, I know you. it was a couple of months, Grab, you were on here. I think it was after WrestleMania. You're saying, where will we go with this? What we do? But, I mean, it's, the torch has been lit under it again. They've heated it back up. They, yeah. they've, they've put heat under it again, which is good. And, uh, yeah. What's the, watching the watching the end game is so we're obviously heading to this um you know is it just going to be the slow demise of of Roman Reigns you know he, he loses he's lost the Usos now the the maybe the Usos go over on the tag match the solo then turn on him as well and the solo upsurp him and become the champion I don't know where do they go with it I think Roman's going to lose everybody 
I think Roman has to lose everybody because I think I still want to see Cody and Roman again. I still want to see it, and I want it to be mano a mano. He's got no help. It's it's him versus Cody, and I want to see that. And to to make that happen, the whole of the bloodline has to. So you know, I don't know if it's maybe Heyman. Is going to turn. I think at some point Heyman, Heyman is going to take so it's so Yeah, aye, aye, aye. I think so. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays. It could go a lot of different ways. Stevie wants to put over so many great moments for last week. Jay finally super kicking Roman Punk returning and shooting for the hip, and Ellie Knight's great promo and pop for the crowd. And he wants to Barry Wardlow dropping the TNT title again. What the fuck? It's always one step forward and two steps back with this guy. Andy wants to put out the Bloodline segment and Smackdown. They made Reigns look like a proper movie villain getting down by the Usos and then staggering to his feet before both of them put him down again. Pure cinema. They're booking Roman Reigns. This is the interesting thing. See, ever since Roman Reigns got the, basically a Final Fantasy game baddie music, entrance music, <laughs> yeah. they're booking him like a video game baddie, like a baddie out of a video game, which is absolutely brilliant. I don't know who is behind that. I don't know whose idea that is. But it's 100% what is happening there? He's like, he's like a, a video for an anime film or for a video game. That's what he's like. You're like a baddie for one of them. Um, ACDS Skull wants to put over debut a collision with the returns of Punk Andrade and Miro, and wants to bury the rumors of Kenta rejecting a match against Punk at Forbidden Door. No, but the rumors are what Punk rejecting Kenta, right? There, there's the other. I've heard that it's been both ways. That Punk was rejected because he was worried that Kenta would start shooting on him. And then the other way uh, is Kent, I didn't want Punk to go over him. I don't know what's true and what's I not. I saw a photo of AJ Lee, by the way, the day on Twitter. Oh, wow, really? Aye, have you seen the fucking muscles on her? No. Get, pull it up on your phone. Right. She was a wee skinny lassie, wasn't she? She was, aye. She was. She'd been, she'd been on the gas. Well, I wouldn't say she's been on the <laughs> gas, John, necessarily. <laughs> just in case uh, Phil was listening. Um, but let me see. What's it? What's her? What's her shoot name again? AJ Lee. What was? What's her shoot? I totally forgot that. I mean, she, bloody hell! So she has. Wow. Aye. So um, I mean, get get her back for a wee bit of something, something. Why not? Why not? Um, but she's you know she's looking like she's ready to go again. Uh, Kieran wants to put over Jay Uso turning on Roman. Three years led to that moment. My Christ, what a moment it was. Can he wait for money in the bank? And wants to bury folk being mad at Logan Paul being in the money bank ladder match. Love Ellie Knight, but Logan is absolutely the right guy to win it. I agree. Billy wants to put over Rab for that. Me, that is, for that cracking low blow to SBX at Community Pro Wrestling. And Helen's brand, let me tell you something that felt good to have SBX's boys clattering against the inside of my elbow. You just made the list! Now, everybody likes a list. We like to do one every week on Wrestling Daft. This week, we're making a tribute to CM Punk's return. We want to know what's your favourite shoot, your favourite shoot wrestling beef. Oh, no. So many to choose from. So shoot many beef. to choose from. I think, I think ultimately it's got to be Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. Um, I, I know I should be doing this in order of 3, 2, 1, right? Um, but I'm going to I'm going to put in straight in at number three. I'm going to put in the the whole CM Punk and the Elite thing, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because 
I do think this is going to culminate in a match of some kind. We're going to see Punk and Omega or something in the ring. There's going to be some kind of Punk versus Elite type thing happening, and it will be a great payoff when it comes, and I'm convinced that it will come. I love reading about Vince McMahon and nails. <laughs> wow, that's a deep cut. <laughs> I love reading about that story. Um, so that one for me. And then number one, it's going to be Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan because the beef between Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan led to that match where Shawn Michaels oversold everyone uh, Hulk Hogan's moves. And no beef has ever ended as entertainingly as that. That is very true. That is the most entertaining culmination of beef. Uh, yourself, John, any favorites? Oh, Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik is, is the ultimate, ultimate beef between Hogan and the Sheik. <laughs> uh, Bearded Bruno says, Bret Hart versus Hulk. Always with the bitter comments, especially in Bret's part. And to be honest, Bret has every right to have a go at the old leathery racist. The Hulk's <laughs> will never put Bret over. Uh, football Beer and Punk Rock Podcast says, Ryback versus the Universe. <laughs> JR versus Triple H. Saw a video of JR calling them literally all the bastards in a com compilation video. And surprise, Big Pog didn't pedigree him through a Thanksgiving table. I didn't know they had uh, bad vibes. With each other. I didn't know there was uh, beef between Triple H and JR as well, but it must be. Daniel likes Edge and Matt Hardy. Hell, there you are. That was an awkward beef for that for that me. Was. Yeah, and Ryback and the rest of the world. Marty says CM Punk and Jeff Hardy. Always push myself at Jeff out his face in that diner, shooting on Punk. It's <laughs> tremendous. I might have to watch that again. Wrestling God says Carnet and Russell. The amount of long-winded rats on Russell is outstanding. Fuck getting on Jimmy's bad side. You'll never hear the end of it. They two guys need to get a room, didn't they? They two. Paul Dunan gets in touch. More mate Paul Dunan. After Michaels and Hart, Jericho and Goldberg. Oh, I just loved how Jericho antagonised him so much that Goldberg got so annoyed he ended up fighting backstage. I also really enjoyed Straight Edge CM Punk versus Pisshead Jeff Hardy. There it is. Scott says, Brett and Sean, absolutely. More recently, Punk and the Elite has been pretty entertaining. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Sammy says, McMahon and Bischoff stroke Turner. Hulk Hogan and The Truth. Rock and <laughs> Cena. And WCW and Vince Russo's booking. Martin says, Rock and Cena was great. You could feel the real tension between them, especially for Rock. He was raging. And Edge and Matt Hardy should get a mention too. David says, definitely Brett and Sean. People don't give Michaels the credit he deserves. And Daniel says, Hogan and Savage. When Hulk had Liz away and Savage popped him in the face before Mania 9. I'm loving all these people are getting worked in on This is great. You know what I mean? People are getting worked in these comments here. And Ryan says, Roddy Piper. And anybody else. Bronze Cello says, Born and Hacksaw, do you want to fight or do you want to work? Everybody <laughs> looking confused, Born leaving through the crowd to his motor after taking a Have you seen chair. this clip, by the way? <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, and Brian says, Grado versus Cody. Glorious. <laughs> Cody has unfollowed Grado on social media and it is. Uh, maybe we'll see the payoff to that at some point as well. Could be, could be interesting. On Wrestling Daft, every episode, we like to give you the chance to win our wages. You get 60 seconds on the clock to get 10 wrestling questions right. If you get them all right in that time, you will win our wages. And on to play this week is your boy, Stevie. How you doing, Stevie? Ah, uh, good job. How's you, mate? Are you ready to do this, mate? Are you ready to answer 10 wrestling questions and win our wages? Aye, go for it, I'm ready. Do you feel alright about doing that to his winning or wages or actual wages off us? 
I have no shame, mate. I don't okay, care. Here we go. Oh, right. You have a minute, mate, to answer all ten questions. If you don't know the answer, say pass. And if we have time at the end, we'll come back to the questions you passed on, right? We need to accept your first answer, though, brother. Do you understand? I understand, mate. Are you ready for me to begin, brother? I'm ready to rock. John, are you ready to start the timer, brother? I am. Okay. John, start the clock. Who sings the Elite's theme, Carry On My Wayward Son? Oh, pass. The Rock is billed from being from where? Uh, Samoa. What two wrestlers made up the WWF tag team High Energy? Pass. What belt has Sheamus still not won in his career? Intercontinental. Who is the current Impact World Champion? Oh, pass. What was the name of the British Bulldog's pet British Bulldog? <laughs> I don't know. Pass. What city did AEW Collision debut in? Chicago. What is the real name of the Undertaker? Oh, uh, Matt Callaby. Where is next year's WrestleMania set to take place? Oh, no. I know this. Uh, oh, God. Detroit. What was the name of Grado and Colt Cabana's short-lived tag team? Pass. Sorry, Grado. Uh, oh, what, what do we go back to here? The Elite Steam. Elite. Who sings Elite Steam? Carry uh, on my wayward son. God knows. <laughs> what score did we get there, John? Well, I, I just realised I'm holding my hands up here. I left one of the questions from last week in the questions this week, but you got that one right, Steve. So well done. Um, run through your wrong answers. Uh, Elite Steam was sang by Kansas. Carry on my wayward son. Kansas, aye. The Rock. Where's The Rock build from, Rab? Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. Coco Beware and Owen Hart made up the tag team High Energy. Um, Alex Shelley's the current um, Impact World Champion. Matilda was the name of the British Bulldogs. Bulldog. Um, WrestleMania is taking part in place in Philadelphia next year. Nah. And Grado, just as well, Grado's not here, Stevie. He'd I know. Be very, very disappointed. Um, the tag team he did with Colt Cabana was Iron Jew. So, the score on the door... You're not bottom, mate. You're not bottom. You're third bottom, though, because you got three. That's not bad. I've got a migraine, John, so I'll take that. Take Have that you got a migraine? What do you do for that, mate, when you get a migraine? Just lie down. I'm in my, I'm in my bed now. Basically, oh, I'm mate, for God's bed. sake. Have a lie down, for God's sake. What are you I doing know. on here talking to us when you get a migraine? Ah, that's what it is. My eyes are watering. It's just that. Uh, it's murder. I get them from time to time. Jesus Christ. Sure. Mate, listen, murder. we'll leave you to it, right? We'll let you lie down and, and sort of your migraine and you know, it's the three isn't too bad. Ah, exactly. No bother. Sound. All right. <laughs> Three's a magic number, mate. Right. Sorted, boys. Have a cap. Speak Cheers, soon. Me. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye now. That was a fucking shame, that wasn't it? <laughs> what a shame, poor Stevie. Only getting three right, and he's got a killer migraine and all that. Nice. Like <laughs> his eyes were all watering, saying all oh, my eyes are watering. That's not a migraine symptom, so he's obviously just been started greeting now when he was talking to us. <laughs> that's pretty tragic. I know. Uh, anyway, thanks to him for coming on. Listen, that's it for Wrestling Daft. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. 
Go ahead, push out for the wrestling, uh, the daft sheet. Um, they're up to episode three now, Chris Jack and all the boys. If you want proper wrestling chat, that is the place to go because they know a lot about wrestling. Uh, guest pundits kind of onto that every week uh, and put together a fictional daft sheet. It's a good listen, so get that on the uh, channel right now. And um, we've got, I guess we should mention as well, it's Forbidden Door this weekend, which kind of sneaked up out of nowhere on us. It is Forbidden Door, it has sneaked up on Anything us. Anything you're um, looking forward to on the card off the top of your head, um, Rab? I, um, I will not be purchasing that pay-per-view. No. I will not be purchasing it. I don't I don't want a crossover pay-per-view. I want. I feel that what AEW needs today just now is focus. On itself. Focus on itself, you know what I mean? I think I, think I stand by this. One of the big stumbling blocks in the, in the story of AEW has been Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has been this. It's, I think it's diluted everything. I want them to just focus on who they've got in their roster. You know, just stop being his dream matches and create your own dreams within your own oh, roster. Oh, what, what a line. What a line. Though I have to say, Danielson versus Wakada is going to be fucking good. It will be good, but you could see that. You could see that in any promotion. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, you could see what I mean is. It just doesn't. It just. It's not for me. You know, really, I, I mean, what a make out Osprey. I mean, that's that's bound to be good as well. I mean, it's going to be, listen, there's no doubt it's going to be a good show. There's some great matches on there, but I just kind of I don't want to encourage it, John. Right, okay, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to encourage it. I want them to, to focus in on doing spending quality time with their own roster and getting some of their stuff sorted out. I feel like everything's a wee bit loosey-goosey at AEW just now with the, mm. the factions and all that. Everything's a bit loosey-goosey. And I, I, I feel like a tightening up is is needed here. And what the last thing you need is for fans to be watching your show and, and then looking outside your promotion and going, I hope I hope he comes in for a match. I hope he... You want the eyes on your promotion and your roster. No, that's that's a good, good show. Good show. Right, well, that's it, John. Right, up the road. There we go. Up the road. Enjoy the wrestling.